Family, welcome to the Coach Silver Podcast. I want to thank you for your continued support. And I have a special guest with me. I got a good friend of mine. Uh, she's known me for a lot of years, and I'm real close to her husband. Uh, Todd, are you there? I am. All right. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> it's good to hear from you as well. Okay. Now, I mean, I call you Todd. Is that good, or you want to, you know, use a different name, or are you straight with Todd? You good with that? Todd is fine. I go oh. by Todd, and some people call me Tasha. Very few people call me by my government name, Latasha. Right. Uh, right. Todd or Tasha right. is fine. I didn't even know Latasha was your government name to just now. <laughs> yeah, so again, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand. So I'm just happy to have you here because I've been, you know, waiting to get a female perspective on uh, dating and stuff like that um, and red flags and relationships. But um, before we get into all of that, just tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, like where you from, uh, what you, you know, where you've been in your life and where you're at right now. Okay. Um, I am from, well, again, my name is um, Tasha. Um, most of my friends, family call me Tot. I am um, from North Carolina, from a small oh, yeah. town. Um, <laughs> yeah, small town, um, Warsaw. Um, lived in Warsaw all my life. And then when I met my husband, is when I began to move um, around. Um, Texas was my first um, out-of-state move. Um, it was very hard on me at the time, but yeah, yeah I remember when y'all left, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but it was the best. It was the best uh, decision. It was the best move for me. I am the mother of um, five beautiful children. Wow. Three, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, three grandchildren. Um, uh -oh currently work for a financial institution um, where I am the senior manager and enjoy um, what I do. I'm in operations. Um, and I also teach part-time um, at a community college. I teach a job prep class. It's called Ready to Work. I do that three days a week. Um, another thing that I enjoy doing, it's a passion. I enjoy um, helping people. I enjoy um, um, you know, assisting with the growth of individuals. And the thing I like about teaching is, and not just teaching, but leadership is, is helping to develop people, whether that's professionally or personally. Um, that's something that I've always wanted to do. And I, I'm so grateful to God that he's, get, he's given me that opportunity to do so. So that's just, you know, just, just a little bit about myself. I don't want to go too far into detail, but. Well, is there, I mean, is there more? I mean, that's a lot. You're a busy woman. <laughs> very busy, but I am, um, you know, I, I understand there's a, you know, there is very important to have that work-life balance, something that I have struggled right. with over the, you know, over the years, because I am very passionate about what I do. And I have a tendency right. to kind of go overboard from time to time. I put too much of me into certain things and we'll go back we'll go into that um later when we're talking about when we're talking about relationships but right. don't let me forget that i am um happily married uh for oh, 20 yeah. plus years to uh -huh. my husband um he's been on your i think you all have talked um colin gomilla um, yeah he's been on my podcast my buddy right met him in a time of my, in my life that i really needed um he he came at a time that i really needed him and we could talk more mm -hmm. about that later on but Yes, I have been married. We've been married 20 plus years. Um, we, we've seen some good times. We've seen some bad times. But 
overall, we we stuck it out. We fought not mm-hmm. just through the situations and the issues, but we fought for each other. So he's my, you know, he's my he's my he's my best friend. He's my husband. He's my boyfriend when I want him to be my boyfriend. And then okay. he can get on my last <laughs> nerve. But he, only he can do that. He can do that. All right. But, but that's it. You know, that's all I'm going to say um, as, as far as a little bit about myself. Okay. And and the, I just want to talk real briefly. We're going to get into it, but I want to talk real briefly because um, I'm always curious on, you know, you're married, you got the kids, the grandkids. How do you do all that with everything that's going on with the lockdown and, you know, has this changed you in any way or, or has this had you uh, look at things differently because of yeah. the coronavirus? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's just for anybody. It's, it's everybody. Everybody's had to change the way that they've they've actually been moving. Right. So it's the new norm for everybody. As far as the fact of me being, you know, mom of five, my children are pretty much grown and gone. Right. Um, I only, right. We only have one that's still at home. And he, you know, he's in his own little world, but my kids are grown and gone. But although they're out and they're on their own, the fact that the virus is out there and we are having to um, practice the social distancing, it's very hard for me because I am a very um, close knit or very nurturing mother. And I, I, you know, I talk to my children every day. I love to be around my kids. I'm very family oriented. Um, And my grandchildren are my world. They are my my just my joy and not being able to hug them and you know it's a difference between you know when they said well you can facetime them you can talk to them over the phone that's that's not the same for me i spent a lot of time with my grandchildren my grandchildren actually gave me my second win in life you know i didn't know i could love any of my children were they they used to be what I felt like, okay, you can't love anymore, you can't love an individual more than you love your children. And I'm not saying that I love my grandkids more, but it's a different love. Yeah. And just having them in my life has just really, um, it changes your perspective as a, you know, as a mother. But then the, when you become a grandmother, you know, and I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I don't, you know, some people say, well, I'm too young to be a grandmother. It is what it is. You can't put an age Right, right. Life, right. And um, and, and I don't do that. I don't downplay anything. Hey, the things that have happened in my life, the things that have happened in my children's life, those were our lots. And I have come to accept it. And I have come to accept the fact that they happen for a reason. And instead of just waddling in it and wondering, like, why did it happen? Why did it happen? When did it happen? When it did happen? Those are questions that there's, this is bigger than me. It is none of my business. Right. You know, if it wasn't meant to be, then it wouldn't, have, it would not have happened. So I leave that up to God. I let that, you know, I let it be. And I just take it. I've learned with this whole, um, you know, COVID-19, I've learned to live one day at a time because right. I am, you know, just watching Facebook and, you know, different people, timelines, how, you know, people are just dying. And it's, it's not that, you know, you're hearing about it. It has hit close to home. You know, and so I that that within itself has taught me that we don't know where death is. Right. So the best thing to do is to just take life as it is, um, live every day, every moment as if it's your last. Make peace 
with you know people or just situations that have maybe disturbed your peace, you got to make peace with it because one minute, one second after death, it's too late. It's right. done. And I don't want to leave this world with anybody feeling like I made them feel some kind of way other than the best that I could. You know, right. I want to be I want to be remembered as she she had an impact on my life and I don't want that to be in a negative way. However, I am who I am. And I'm just going to be straightforward with you. If you can't deal with that, then that's a different situation. But I'm always yeah. going to be I always strive to be um, a positive impact or a blessing to, uh, to others. So just this whole situation and the whole COVID-19 it was a struggle at the beginning, but I have learned to um, adjust to it. And I honestly, I like working from home. I like being able to spend um, more time with my husband, um, one, and then with my with my son. And, and just, you know, Sylvia, it's just all about just being grateful and thankful for every moment that we have here on Earth. It's just, that's just where I am right now. Definitely. Every day I have an opportunity. I, I tell God, thank you. Because it could be an, it it could be another way, and we don't know. But I'm just grateful. I'm a grateful individual in my life, right? In in point of my life right now. Yeah, I can, I can, I agree with you, and I can tell because I see your uh, your post, and, and it's always you guys enjoying yourselves. You're always enjoying yourselves, and I remember, you know, back in the day and over the years. You know, you always was a straight shooter. OK, you always um, told it like it was and, and like it is, you know, and you and you just seem even even back then, you seem you were more mature than us. You know what I mean? You were you were mature. And I mean, I even came to you for some dating advice one time. And I didn't listen, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And the reason I came to you that at that time was because you were you were like more mature than us and you were already on that journey. And it was just and it's been wonderful to see, you know, talking to your husband and just see your growth and, and the conversations I would have with him and the things he would say about you. And I was like, yeah, I, I could see why she's successful and why she's doing her thing. And I understand why he stayed with you. You know, I, I completely understand. And I was the one that told him, I said, hey, that's the one for you. Don't let that one get away, you know. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I did. I did. But um, but let's get into topic. So the topic is because, you know, I, I've I always talk to women and, you know, and they ask me, what's a good man? What's the red flags? And I, and I talk to these women all the time, but it seems like they're always doing it over and over again. They're always asking, you know, picking the same kind of men. And it gets to the point where I'm like, look, you know, it, it's you, you keep doing this. And I hate to like reverse it and put it on them, you know, and, and the whole purpose of this is to, you know, let's, identify some of these red flags and, and maybe we help some of these women out. Now, back in the day when you were single and you were dating and how did you, you know, develop into the person you are now, as far as seeing the red flags, 
you know, did you see red flags in, in your in early in your before you got married? I mean, how did you get to that point where you was like, okay, he's the one? Well, to to answer your your initial question is, you know, regarding, you know, how did I get to where I am right now? Um, first of all, it's through trial and error. And okay. I mean, women. I first of all, I am not an expert at this thing. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna talk from my experience, um, right. my life experience. So I don't want anyone to feel like you know what she's saying is, you know, this law. No, yeah, this is just my experience. That's <laughs> right. my experience, right? Yeah. So with when one, I, I want to just kind of make this um, very clear. I did not date um, a lot. And the reason why is because I am a, um, I'm, I kind of, mm, kind of gotten out of it a little more, but um, I was very reserved um, and I didn't trust many people. And, you know, that's a difference. That's another story. Right. But I did not trust a lot of people. Um, always, uh, you know, my thing is, and women, we've got to admit that we see the red flags. One thing that God has blessed every woman with is, is intuition. Like we have that gut yeah. feeling. Yeah. But unfortunately, because of various reasons, we will turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it stays there. It, it's, it remains there. It's not like it will. We see it and it goes away or we feel it and it goes away. No, it, it remains there. We just have this thing about us that, we can kind of, we go into a, a state of denial and unfortunately mm -hmm. some of us stay in that state of denial um, to the point where it becomes toxic or it becomes um, detrimental to mm -hmm. us. And then you have some that um, eventually we wake up and we make the right decisions, but that's just, it. it is what it is. Silva. I mean, it's, there is no perfect woman that's just going to get it right when it comes to, I'm, I mean, this is the type of man that I want and they gotten it right from the beginning. That's just not, I'm not aware of that type of woman. Um, not saying that they're not out there. I'm not aware of that because right. at the end of the day, women are emotionally driven. And I have had this conversation with a lot of women. Some women, they take offense to that to say, you know, well, you know, I don't like the fact that I am, um, that's how I'm labeled. Well, for the most part, it's the truth. We are. We are emotionally driven women. You have some that's um, more emotionally driven than others. Um, right. Shoot, right. I know some women that act like dudes. And when I say that, they are hard. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. hard. Yeah, they me too. They're feeling like <laughs> they, can, they can treat a guy just as rough and, and you wouldn't even think like, wow you know it's but i i do know some females like that but then i know some females that are you know they allow their emotions to kind of just run them ragged for the most part right? right um but as far as the dating thing you know when i when when i was single um there are certain things that i would look for and and before i even started um dating as a young girl like I didn't have, you know, one of the things that, you know, we, we're going to talk about is did someone, did, did anybody tell me what to look for um, in a relationship or in a man? Well, to answer your answer that question, no. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. I didn't have, I didn't have that auntie or that mom or that grandmother 
um, or that uncle or, you know, my dad, um, my dad, I have uh, my relationship with my dad was stronger than my relationship with my mom growing up. Right. right. It was not until later in my life when I became, um, you know, in my 20s that I my relationship with my mom became stronger. It got it actually got to a point where it was a healthy relationship. Not that, you know, my mom was abusive. It's not that my mom was um, absent in my life. It was, that's just, I, that's the relationship that we had. We were not very close. My yeah. mom was closer to my, um, to my sister. So I was more, you know, of a daddy's girl. Right. But I didn't have that conversation. I had to watch it. So I, I watched certain things go on in my family. And these are certain things that, you know, some people, they uh, they don't like to discuss. You know, these are family, um, not say secrets, but they don't they don't speak on it. They don't want anybody to know that it went on in their in their um, in their family. So but there was a lot of um, infidelity. I I. I, I I watched infidelity. I watched, um, you know, abuse. Um, I watched yeah. disrespect. And these are all the things that, and I had to learn from that. I learned from, it was almost like um, on a job, it's on the job, like training, like you're learning by yeah. doing it. OJ. That's how it was in my life. Yeah. I didn't have a book. I didn't sit down and I didn't read a book. I watched different people's lives. I just watched certain people go through certain things and I would take, I would pick and choose and I would just pull things out. Like it's almost like pulling an insert out of a book and I would just take that and I would, you know, tuck it away, take that. Out, I would tuck it away. All right. I, I saw that. Didn't like that. I saw that. I like that. I saw this. Mm, you don't settle for that. So almost like I had to teach myself. Was that a good thing? Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, I was still a young girl. So my life when it comes to dating was all about trial and error. Mm -hmm. Trial and error. That, that's, that's how I've learned and that's how I've um, become the person that I am in the relationship, in the marriage that I am right now. It was all through trial and error. That's just the honest answer. All through trial and error. Right. And, and I'm okay with that because it's the truth. Yeah. And, and, I was, you know, similar, you know, my, me and my dad wasn't close and, you know, we, I didn't learn anything till I got out there and was, you know, dating and stuff like that. Yeah. That was the yeah. whole thing. You know, yeah. my was, mom, but I will say this, my mom taught me how to love for, as far as from a nurturing standpoint, my mama was a very nurturing mother. Like she loved her children. She, she revolved her, her life was revolved around her children. Her work, her, we were her world, right? I didn't see that too much with my dad. I didn't see her like really pouring herself into my dad as far as um, from a relationship standpoint. Now, she was that wife that she made sure she cooked, she cleaned, she made sure certain things were done. But yeah. as from, a, from an affection, um, I didn't see that between my mom and dad. I, I will be honest with you, I didn't see that. So when I got with my husband or when I got with, you know, when I was dating the few guys that I did date, I was not an affectionate person. My dad was more affectionate than my mom. My dad was the one that would hug us. Um, and I thank God for the relationship that I had with my dad. Um, and this will kind of play into later on in our conversation. But I thank God for the relationship that I had with my dad, because my dad always made me feel like I was a princess or I was 
I was capable of doing anything that I put my mind to. Yeah, um, he that's was good. The one. He would tell me how he loved me. Um, he would always, um, he would be, um, you know, that dad that would hug you. He would walk up to you. He would hug you. Um, he would, you know, the kiss on the forehead. Those are the things that I got from my dad at a young age, as a young girl. Mm-hmm. When I started going through my my issues as a teenager and experiencing the things that I experienced as a teenager, thank God, because my relationship with my dad became a little strained, but I was able to go back to the things that he had instilled in my life when I was a little girl. So it was those things that got me through my issues when I were was I when I was in a relationship, when I was dating or, you know, early on in my in my marriage. It was the things that the the times that I spent with my dad and the just the little things that my dad would do to make me feel like I was important and I was um, worthy of being treated a certain way. And I was capable of basically, hey, my dad made me feel like it doesn't matter. He always told me it doesn't matter who you go up against. It doesn't matter what life throws at you. You were built to get through it. Right. I'm saying that you're That's not going to buckle, but I know without a shadow of a shadow of doubt that you are capable of doing whatever you put your mind to and you're strong. That did not mean that I couldn't cry because I used to cry all the time, but I was comfortable and I was safe crying to my dad. He never judged. He never made me feel like what I was crying about didn't make sense. He always made me feel safe, but that was at a young age, right? I was, that was a younger girl. But once I became a teenager, certain things began, began to transpire in my life. And it kind of put a strain on my dad, my me and my dad's relationship. And yes, we had our moments. And there are some things that he may have said or done that I didn't need at the time or I don't I didn't agree with. But it was the little things that he did when I was a little girl that got me through that. And actually it over it, it didn't. The things that he didn't do right, it was the things that he did do right that outweighed all of that. And those are the things that I reflect back on. And I'm grateful for those things because I am able to be the woman that I am, not just in my relationship with my husband, not just in my relationship when I was dating, but as as a woman, as a whole. I am so Mm -hmm. grateful for all of the things that I was um, uh, privy to and I was actually able to experience because of the, the 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 support from my father. So having a father is very important, especially when it comes to girls. Not saying that you have to have a father. I'm just saying for me, it played a big role in my relationship and in me. Right. right. That's good. I mean, that's outstanding to have that support and everything. And, you know, I mean, you still had to figure things out. Absolutely. With the dating and all that stuff. But it, I mean, it, it's so helpful to have a father in your life that's going to give you that example. And I think low key, you know, you saw how your father carried himself and, and that's how you wanted it to be. Because, see, my father wasn't really affectionate. He wasn't he didn't really talk to us. He was like old school. Mm-hmm. So that made me want to be affectionate and kiss on my kids and kiss them on the forehead and talk to them and have these conversations that I wish I could have had, you know, because we never talked about sex or anything like that. But, yeah. going back, but going back to the to the red flags. So do you think women, they see the red flags, but do they do they think they can change that person? Do they try to change them 
well, I can make him, I can, if I love him more, he'll change over time. Do you, do you think a lot of women fall into that trap trying to change me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is the worst mistake that a woman could, could do. And a lot of women do that, but I, I feel like that comes with, that's just the, the nature of most women. They're, they're nurturers. They, they feel like right. they are, it's that mother thing about most women. They, they just have that about them. Um, and it, it, that's the worst thing that a woman can do because that's not our responsibility. That's not our role. You know, that man had a mother. That man either had a mother or a grandmother or auntie. Somebody raised them. It ain't, it's, not our, it's not our responsibility to, re, to try to raise someone that should be in our lives to um, either help us become a better person or be a partner to us. And a lot of women do that. They, they feel like, you know, if I do this for him, then, you know, he, he won't feel the need to go and be with someone else because he, he has that in me. Well, I can tell you this. I have seen women and I have been around women and I am um, aware, I have friends that have been the perfect, the perfect woman. Right. It, it did not, it didn't stop the man from doing the things that he, he did. But yes, right. to answer your question, women, some women do feel like they can change a man. But here's the, the here's the honest truth. A person is going to be who they are. It's right. our responsibility as women to know who we are, right? When we know who we are, then we're not out there trying to save someone else because at the end of the day, you have to know your role. I am not God. It's something that I, and I'm going to speak from my, from, from me, right? I mm. had to learn that I'm not God and trying to save people, especially a man is not my responsibility. It's not my, it's not my fault that certain things had, had taken place. Now as a support system, yes, I've always been that support system in, in my relate in all my relationships and even in my, um in my marriage. But when it comes to, trying to change a man you're only setting yourself up for failure and you're only setting yourself up for disappointment because it's it, it's just not a, a person is going to change if they want to change has nothing absolutely nothing to do with someone else that change has to take place within them so if they don't want to change there's nothing that you can, a woman can do the only thing that a woman can do for a man is making worse because we can sometimes we can become crutches we'll become a crutch for the mess that they're doing yeah, instead of holding that individual or holding that man accountable and that doesn't mean that you have to just constantly be bickering and fussing and fussing the best thing that most women can do whenever it gets to the point where you feel violated you feel disrespected that's when you walk away you don't have sometimes you don't even have to give a, a, an excuse. Some people don't even don't, they don't deserve a reason. Walk away because we That's are in our responsibility to we've got to learn. Women has to learn how to protect her peace. Peace of mind is everything. We've got to mm. learn how to protect happy. We deserve to be happy. I think it's that slave mentality for the most part that have most. And I'm just going to speak for most black women that will make us feel like we have to accept certain things or else. Okay, well, here we are now, or else what? We're educated. We are more financially stable. That's true. We are ment more mentally stable, right? That is so true. We don't have, we don't have to settle. That we don't have true. to settle. 
But it starts with us. We have to make that decision. And then we have to put our foot down to say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I'm not trying to make you into that person. If you can't bring that to the table, then guess what? It is what it is. It's been nice knowing you. Move on. If you find the right person, that right person, and we attract certain people too. So if we keep attracting these type of men, then hey, we need to look within ourselves. But if, if we if we don't see what we want, we've got to stop trying to change that person into who we really want them to be. If that's what we want, we have the right to say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And that's it. We put the ball in their court. If they really want to be with us, then they will make those changes. They will take those necessary steps to become the man that oh, we yeah. need in our yeah. life. Yes, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> it's the truth it's the like, truth we don't have to force anybody to be anything in our lives we don't we have the right to say this is what i want and then we have to make sure now that the 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 standards that we're putting out there they come on now we got to make sure that it's something that it makes sense right sometimes we have our you know and i heard fantasia um you know some women was going against what fantasia was saying but she was basically saying that you know we have to learn how to treat our men like kings and and and, and our standards can't be just like all over the place and that's the truth but at the end of the day we deserve to be happy we deserve to have things that we want and we deserve to have that man that's going to be who we need them to be in our lives and not vice versa we're always trying to be the woman that the man wants us to be in their lives. Because when we get to that point, we lose ourselves. Oh, yeah. We, when we lose ourselves, then then I'll go. There goes our health. There goes our um, uh, our mental state. It Everything just kind of goes downhill. Yeah. We got to be honest with ourselves. It's the truth. That's 100 percent the truth. And, you know, and I've, I've talked to a lot of women. And, you know, that are out there dating. And, and I tell them, I say, you you go too fast. And this is to your point. I said, you go too fast. I said, you meet him. He, he seems to check all the boxes. And next thing you know, he's your boyfriend. And then you're looking to get married. OK, but nowhere along that that whole journey did he actually say, hey, I'm your boyfriend. I want to be with you. I want to you know, I want to marry you. I want to, you know, men claim what they want. Mm -hmm. okay. Men claim what they want. So if you're in a relationship and he hasn't claimed you, then you're just in a, just something he, you know, he's dealing with. He's just, just somebody he gets with every now and then has some fun and does what he does. But you got to claim it. Like with my, my present girlfriend. OK, she just laid back. She didn't put no pressure on me. I told her, I said, hey, I want to take it slow. But when it got to that point, I was like, yo, I don't want her seeing anybody else. So. We had to have that conversation. I said, look, I want to I want to see you and you see me exclusively. We're not dating anybody else. This is what I want. And she was like, OK. And I think that's what women need to need to 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 wait on, you know, until he claims you, because if he hasn't claimed you and, and I don't even understand why women are waiting on him to say to get married or put pressure. We, we need to get married. You need to ask him to get married. He ain't the one for you. Mm. Okay. If he was the one for you, he would ask you to get married. He would have, he would have proclaimed you because you can tell when he's the one. Right. And one of the reasons you can tell 
is the thought of you with someone else will drive him crazy. So the thought of you with someone else is going to make him commit. It's going to make him do those things. And you're 100% correct because women, they have to value themselves more. They have to be able to don't let the feelings get into it too quick. Don't let the sex, you know, cloud the judgment. Okay, it's good. Got it. But guess what? You can find good sex somewhere else. You know, so your point about, you know, the man has to be the one for you instead of you being the one for the man. I mean, that's outstanding. I, and, and that's good advice. So that's wonderful. But let me. Um, so. What would you tell like single mothers? Let's say you have a single mother, because I have some single mothers that listen to to the podcast, you know. Is it different for single single mothers? You know, is there a point where you want to let him see the kids or? How do you approach it as a single mother? Well, I mean, when kids are involved, it, it takes it to a, level, a different level. And, the, and and there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, you know, things have, times have changed, you know. Um, you have to watch the person that, and it's not just a person that you're in a relationship with. It's just anybody in general. You don't introduce everybody to your child, your children. You right. Know, your children are a, 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 they are a branch of you, right? So you, you should, it should be, with me, it was very important that I protected my kids. Um, at the time, I had two boys, and you know they were right. very young, and um, it was you know it was very important to me that there were certain things I did not want them to be um, exposed to. Right. Um, there were certain people I did not want them to be exposed to, and here's the thing: when you're dealing with when you're in a relationship or you're seeking a relationship with children, what we as mothers have to do is we have to think long-term. And when I say long-term, we have to look at it as if me introducing this individual into my child's life, how, what type of impact is this going to have on them long-term? What do Ooh. I mean by when I say that? You can, the, the person that you are, seeking to be in a relationship with but just hadn't made it final yet or you may be in a relationship with that person they may be good to you but that does not mean they're going to be good to your children or good for your children right right with me it was a package deal if you're not good for my kids you're not good for me not saying that i was looking for somebody to be my children's father because my kids had my my dad, they had my brothers, they had a strong male support system in their lives. So I did not need my husband to play that role in their lives. You know, um, I'm grateful that he was man enough um, to do that. Um, and right. he, he stepped up to the plate. But it was only when I was ready for that to happen. When we first started dating, when he would come over, they would not be there. And it's not that because it was not because I was hiding them. It was because I was not ready for them to even meet him at the time because right. it was about mommy right at the moment. It's about let, let me make sure this is who I really want to deal with before I go introducing them to my kids, because that could have a negative impact on them. They get attached to that individual and then there they go. And then you got another one that you're parading in there, you know, and, and I've heard people say these kids, they got so many uncles. Well, I didn't introduce my husband to my kids as their uncle. 
they knew that was a lie. They my kids knew who their uncles were. Like, <laughs> right. I didn't a new, a as, new uncle. You know, yeah, as mommies, is you know, here's your uncle, uh, here's your uncle G, or here's your uncle Gamilla. No, I didn't introduce him to them that way. When they, when I was ready for him to come in and and meet them, that's when he he did. But he will tell you that my children, when I if I was not there, they weren't there, or um. But when he first started coming around, my kids were not there. They were with my, you know, with my family, you know, my, my sister-in-law or they would be with my my mother. They were not there. Um, and, and it was really because I wanted to make sure first, hey, how are we gelling? Mm-hmm. Right? How, oh. how, how are we gelling? Before I go introduce him to my boys. Right? And then I didn't want to introduce him to them and just because I just wanted to have, and, and I'm saying some women do this, they just got to have a man. They don't care about how that, that man treats their kids. And when I say long-term effect, there's so many individuals or so many, you know, adults or children right now that were, their lives are not say messed up, but they were negatively impacted because of their mama's could have been their mama's boyfriend, or it could have been their, the, the man, their mom, married right the man was good for mama but the man wasn't good for the kids right so one thing that i was not going to do is i was not going to have the down the road resentment from my kids i was not going to have those uh conversations or those stories that i wasn't aware of that took place when i was nowhere around and here i here my kids have had to carry this for years and he hasn't impacted their lives and their relationships because of somebody that I introduced them to, I was determined I was not going to carry that burden. I was not going to carry that um, that guilt and that resentment. So I, I had to make sure that not only was this person going to be right for me, but is this person, does this person have potential to be the man that these boys need in their lives? And it could be the same for girls. Um, you know, you have to kind of watch that a little different, but we just have to make sure that it's not all about us. When we have kids, it's it's no longer about us. And it's not just about us when it comes to um, finances. It's about, it's no, our lives does not belong to us anymore. And we don't, I'm not saying that some that women have to, they can't be happy because they have kids where you can. Right. We just have to make sure that it's, it's a healthy relationship and that relationship can be healthy for you as well as your kids. Not saying that, that again, I'm not saying that the person that you're in a relationship with or you may um, later on marry have to be that father figure in that child's life. That's not, that, that, that doesn't have to be the case. But at the end of the day, if we all be, if we're all honest with each other, that individual is still going to be in that child's life. Yep. And they're going to look at that individual as not only just my mom's spouse or my mom's boyfriend but they're going to look at that individual as hey he's he's playing a role some type of role in my life as well and my thing was i wanted to make sure that when my kids thought about my thought about g because i keep going back to g because he's really the only person that i truly dated like that because for the others yes i did date but it was not i didn't really get into it i didn't allow myself to go too deep into it Right. Because I just had my my reservation. I just didn't feel that I, I just 
I didn't want that at the moment. But with G, I can talk about that because it was the longest. I did not want them to look back over their lives and say, my mama chose this man over her happiness and over us being happy. I didn't want right. that. All right. But you you made a good choice. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> you know, um, and 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 I understand where you're coming from because you know my girlfriend, um, she has uh, two kids, and I didn't meet them right away either. But and you know she took her time. But it, it's funny, like the first time I I met them, I came over to move a bedroom set, like take it apart and move it to another room. And we were going to have a conversation later, but I moved the bedroom suit and all that stuff. And then, you know, I said, hey, let me get out of here. And I left. And then not too long ago, you know, the kids were like, yeah, you know, the first time we met you, we thought you was the handyman. You just came in and was moving some furniture, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it, you know, but, you know, had that conversation with them and they understood. OK, yeah, he's, you know, but for me, it was. I needed someone with kids so they could understand the fact that I got kids and that sometimes right. I need to do what I need to do mm-hmm. as far as the kids are concerned. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it was, it was crazy. So when I went through my divorce, well, not crazy, but when I went through my divorce, I was really looking for a woman with kids. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I know a lot of, you know, men are like, yo, you crazy, but that's is what it is. But I'm going to ask you a question and, you know, through all the things you said, and this might be hard to answer, but it's, you know, if you can't, I understand. But all the things you said, you know, most, I mean, everything you said was about power, you know, having the strength to walk away, to make the right decisions, to get out of there, you know. So to those women that, you know, they don't have that strength, how, how do you think they can get the strength to say, you know what, I want something different in my life. I want to move on. Uh, I, I'm not going to put up with this type of man because some women, I mean, they just don't, they don't have the strength to get out of those relationships with the red flags and all this stuff. So if you can answer that, go ahead. If not, I understand. It starts with them. We okay. can talk about what we want to do all day long, but as a woman, I will tell you that a lot of times women struggle with that because we struggle with who we are. Okay. When a, per- when a woman really start to love herself, then she begin to move differently, meaning she's going to protect her peace. And I've said this earlier, she's going to protect her happiness. She's going to start looking out for her. So it's not all about, she kind of removes herself from what everybody else or that person that she's involved in, what they want her to be and who they want her to be. She kind of becomes her own. When a woman becomes her own, when she learns who she is, like we've got to, women have to, they have to get to the point where they know who they are. Right. For themselves, not what somebody's told them, not what some what they've heard somebody say or what they want to be. It's a facade. They've got to know who they are, regardless of what's going on on around them. Once and and they and I will tell you that was that's what had to take place in me. You know, I had to learn, I had to get to the point where I had to block out everything that had taken place in my life that made that, that actually created that person or or a person 
mm-hmm. that I had been for all those years. It was it was outside situations. It was life situations. It was hurt. It was um, dreams. It was false hope. It was um, unrealistic uh, expectations. All those things will create. I'm not going to say a fake woman, but it is not who that woman really is. When she comes, when she comes into her own, there's Mm -hmm. certain things that she's just not going to put up with. Why? Because she knows within herself what she's, what she deserves. She knows her worth. When, when a woman knows her worth and Mm -hmm. she get to a place where she respects herself, Mm -hmm. that's what she's going to attract. And if anything that's uh, that's connected to her, that's not within that space of her finding herself, it's going to be like a repellent. They'll start to pull away. And when that happens, we can't okay. go back to trying to be that person that they were most comfortable with. Because then we find ourselves going right back to back back to your point earlier. We find ourselves going right back and attracting the same dudes. Why? Because we're that's the word, that's how we're moving. Right. When we change, then the things and the people that we attract change. Oh yes, yes, one hundred percent. So I mean, to answer your question, how do you get out of that? You gotta have a. I mean, come on, you gotta have a come to Jesus with yourself. Come on, girl. Sometimes I mean, really. You gotta have you gotta talk to yourself. Sometimes the person that needs to snap you back into reality is yourself. I mm. had to do that for me. Like I had to one day I had to have a, a, a I say come to Jesus. Listen, girl, this is what you don't have to settle for. This is who you don't have to be with. This is what you don't have to keep dealing with. Why? Because you deserve this. You deserve this. You deserve this. You work too hard. And as long as you continue to settle, then that's what you're going to continue to deal with. And at that point, I could no no longer use an excuse. I had no excuse because when you know right, you do right. Exactly. You can't wallow in it anymore. Like we can't use it as an excuse. And and, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. It's good to surround yourself around strong women. If you're in a circle... And everybody in your circle is with a, a deadbeat or their man is cheating and or or their man is, is um lazy or disrespectful and all they do is they get together and they just talk about it, then you gotta it, you might have to be that one that make that change, whether that is removing yourself or whether you just speaking up and say, Hey, we gotta stop talking about it and let's do us let's do something about it. And that's what I had to do. Not saying that I had that circle, but I had to talk taught out of settling for certain things or putting up with certain things um, and just feeling like it's insecurities. At the end of the day, a lot of it is women suffer with a lot of insecurities and some, most of them, they don't want to speak on, but you don't have to speak Mm -hmm. it. You may not, you don't have to say it out your mouth, but if you're carrying it in your heart, then that's what you're going to attract. Those insecurities are strong. I mean, it's it's very strong. And we we have to, women have to get over those insecurities. In some point in your life, you have to be like, okay, this is what I struggle with. Acknowledge it. 
and say, okay, it's okay that I, I struggle with this, but what am I going to do to get past this? Because once you get past it, it's in your past and you leave it there. Don't go back. That's what we do. A lot of times we feel like, well, you know, this, this person said I've changed. Well, I have. I had, I had to. Right. And you're going to lose some friends along the way. Absolutely. But let me tell you this. If you do, friends, relations, people that you're in a relationship with, if you lose them because you are better, that you're doing things to better yourself, they were never a friend and they, you were never meant to be with them. And it's okay. Yeah. Trust me. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, you are you are who your friends are. That's true. That's, That's right. so true. That's so true. But that, and it's not I mean, just your friends. A person will treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. Right. At the end of the day, you have some individual, some people that are just good people. They wouldn't, they wouldn't hurt your feelings. They wouldn't hurt your heart. They wouldn't do certain things to you. But then you have some people that, and I've said this, hurt people hurt people. And some people do it unconsciously. They, they do. But when right. you accept it, over and over and over and over and over and over again that's a red flag not for that individual but that's a you know, that's a red flag for you like why you got to do do a deep dive and figure out why do i allow this why do i allow this is it fear is it insecurity is it that i just don't feel like i can do any better right and for the most part those are the answers those are the answers. What has taken place in your life, in your past, that has gotten you to the point where you feel like you can just be a doormat for someone or you can be a target or a, a, a punching bag for someone? Those are the things that we women are powerful. But if yeah. we only if we could just only tap into it and not just tap into it, because when you know of something, that's a difference. But when you tap into it and you stay in that, meaning I'm, you know, I'm unshakable. I'm unmovable. I'm not moving. I know who I am. And it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. If it's, if it, if it interferes with me being who I want to be and who I know I need to be, hey, no strings attached. Yeah. I can't rock with you. It, it can't, we cannot be, we cannot be one. So it's very easy. I know it, it, it's easier said than done, but it starts, it's a process. We women have to know who they are. Once they come into, to conf, um, once they figure that out, then the next step is a little bit easier. But we have to, it has to be a constant reminder. Like we have to do affirmations, I feel like are very strong uh, or powerful. We have to constantly remind ourselves who we are and what we deserve. Exactly. I I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent because you, you have to, you know, like you said, fix you, you have to fix you. And one of the most powerful things you just said was you got to figure out why you are a stepping stone for other people and fix mm -hmm. them. And that's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. that's Cause we're constantly, right we're constantly depositing in other people. Right. We're constantly depositing. You know, I found myself. I just, again, I'll use myself as an example. My children. I'm constantly depositing in my children. I'm constantly depositing into my um, my job. I'm constantly depositing into my marriage. And guess what happened to me? I lost me. 
And when I didn't get it, get what I was depositing into everybody else, I had got to that point where I was completely depleted and I wasn't getting it in return. Guess what happened? I blew up. Everything just went. I like I had I had a moment. But mm-hmm. who could I blame? I could only blame myself, although I felt some type of way towards you know, my husband, my kids, and, you know, my job, the people on my job. And I feel like, you know, I'm just giving, giving, giving. Right. But no one, no one forced me to do that. That was something that I, I I made that up in myself. I felt like, and this is, it's projection. A lot of times we say, well, if I treat this person this way, then I'm going to get that in return. No, that's not the truth. That's where you expect, that's where, expectations when you expect a person to be someone other than who they really are that's when disappointment comes in right and we do it all the time women do it all the time we can only be who we know who we are right but we got to be careful not to do more than we should but it's just our nature it's our nature to look out for everybody but in in return when we don't get that in return, we find we find ourselves sick. We find ourselves um, not, you know, from from a health standpoint, we're declining. Mental standpoint, we're declining. Yep. Financial standpoint, we're declining. And then we look, okay, all these years has passed, and I hadn't re- I hadn't accomplished any of my goals. But everybody else that I've surrounded myself with, I have pushed and I private. I made sure that everybody else was good. But what about me? Yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair to it's not fair to us. For but we can only blame ourselves because we're not being forced to do that. A lot of times we take it out upon ourselves to do it, thinking that hey, we're gonna get some type of crown. Like we may later when we when maybe we meet Jesus, we, we I deserve. <laughs> right. I think I may get an extra crown, right? Yeah, get it. <laughs> right here on earth. If All you right. don't, if you don't set your own crown and you don't check you, every now and then, you got to straighten your own crown. Then, sweetie, you will wake up and have a lot of resentment regrets disappointments but we can only blame ourselves because we put ourselves in situations such as that and we expect different when all day every day a person is going to show us who they really are the red flags are just beaming but because we want that person to be someone else or act a certain way we turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to it and then later on those red flags come back and we're saying, well, you know, they, they did do this or they did say this, but that was early on. We could have saved ourselves so many years, so yes. many tears, yes. right? But right. we don't do that. That's where we've got to change. Like we've got to change. Yeah, that that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying. And, and I'm so happy that you're saying this stuff to get it out there. You know, so they, they, these women can can understand because it's a little different coming from you and coming from me, because I've been saying some of them things, you know, hey, you got to you got to, you know, dig deep. You can't put up with this. You can't put up with that. You know, but I, I try to give them from the male perspective, how the men act and everything. You know, but what you're saying is really powerful because it's always about you. You know, it's about you. Don't blame anybody else. Don't blame that person for being who they are and how they act. Don't blame them. Just, you know, go into yourself and and blame yourself and ask yourself why you are allowing this person to do it to you. And then that's how you gain the power. 
That's right. That's how you gain the power. Right. Once you once you do that, then you become powerful and you can and, and it's not and like you said, it's not just in dealing with us with a with a man, it's dealing in life in general. Right. Job, all this other stuff. Cause because women they give everything. They give it mm-hmm. all. They give it all. And they, they worry about themselves last. So that's important, you know, with women in careers. Cause I, I believe in women having careers and getting out there. And, and getting their goals and you know, I always tell my girlfriend your su- success is my success and my success is your success so I agree 100% with that and I mean I think that what you just said was really powerful but I let me just ask you this question though um you have a daughter and she's in the you know the dating age um with everything in the world that's going on and how things are nowadays um what are some of the things that you talk to her about dating and relationships? I always tell my daughter, I talk to her and I've always talked to her about being that girl. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about who you, and I, and, and, and when I'm going to, I don't know, I, I've always talked about and, and had this, that girl um, and I use her as an analogy. This girl doesn't have a name, but I will tell you, and that's what I've always used when I had those conversations with my daughter is that she does not want to be that girl. So let me tell you who that girl is. Um, but this, this girl that I use is this girl, you know, she was, she come from a great family, very respectful, um, great in school, not all popular, but she wasn't known for anything negative. Right. Beautiful girl. Um, a lot of guys liked her, would love to be with her, but she didn't settle. Right. Later on in life, I would tell my daughter, you don't want to be that girl that the opposite meaning you don't want to be that girl that everybody, when everybody, when your name comes up, there's a story behind your name. And that story is not that she was smart in school or she respected herself in school or she respected herself as a young girl or she respected herself as a young woman. But you can, she had bodies. You know what I'm talking about when I say bodies, right? Yeah. Everybody has pretty much can tell you a little bit about this girl. Mm -hmm. There is no respect. She, she settled for less. She always lowered her standards standards. Um, She did that to be accepted. beautiful girl don't forget she's a beautiful girl um so i would always use her as you don't want to be that girl because when it comes to women there's certain things we can't do because it follows us for life right okay we can't sleep around i'm just gonna put it out there we can't sleep around with everybody right yeah because it's a double standard with men, with men, y'all can have a body count. If the higher the body count, hey, what does that say about you? You know. Yeah, in some circles, it's looked it's looked at favorably. Like exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. That's changing now, but we both know that's how it is. But if a female does that, she has a name. Right. So I always use that analogy with my daughter is you don't want to be that girl you don't want to be that girl that when somebody think about you 
that's what they think about. It doesn't matter who you turn out to be in life. Most people are going to, they're going to remember the negative things about you. You can turn, I, I, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> I, I know women that had their moments and they changed it. They turned their lives around, um, became, you know, very successful, um, you mm -hmm. know, got married, beautiful family. But you still have certain people that remember them before they became somebody. Positive, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So you don't know. And I would always tell my daughter, you don't know who you're going to run into later on in life. You don't know who your husband will be. They may not know you in when you were in that time in your life, that negative time in your life. So and you don't want them to find out that you were that girl. Right. Right. So that's one of the things that I will always try to steer her away from because you can't. It's hard to, to outrun your past. And it's hard to live down your past. So don't be, don't, we don't want to create that girl. But then when it came to me and I always taught my daughter that you want to respect yourself. You have, a, you have to have a level of respect for yourself. You always want to be able to stand on your own two feet. Not saying that I'm creating this uh, independent monster. Absolutely not. But you want to be able to bring something to the table. Meaning you're not just going to bring a pretty face and a bad body. Right. Right. You want to be able to cook. Yeah. You, you want to be able to cook. Not saying you got to be able to cook for a man, but you want to be able to cook for yourself. You want to make sure that you, you have good credit. You pay your bills, right? Pay your right. bills on time. Right. You, again, we're not doing all this for a man, but you're setting yourself up because a lot of times I go back to, and I, I use God a lot. A lot of times God's not going to bless us with something that we're not ready for. And a lot of women, we do that. We are saying, I want a man. I want this type of man. I'm not, I want this type of man, but we're not ready for that type of man. So with my daughter, there's certain things that I taught her that I want, I wanted her to be one. You don't settle. It doesn't matter where you are in life. If this person does not meet your requirements, you don't settle. You always carry your, yourself as a classy woman because at the end of the day again it goes back to they're going to remember when you were not so classy so don't do anything that you will have to, that you will later on regret or could come back to haunt you right yeah never give up on your dreams that's one of the things that i that i can look back on and i'm so grateful that i had enough strength to do i mean i got off track as a young girl you know i got pregnant um, you know, I, I, I just, I kind of got off track in life, but I always knew what I wanted to be in life. I've always, I always wanted that. And I never gave up on it. Meaning there were times where, you know, I, I want, I've always wanted to have my master's degree. I always wanted to teach. I always wanted to be in leadership in a, 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 a big company and a great company. I always wanted these things, but in my younger years and people knowing me that knew me then they would have never expected that. But I knew deep down inside, that's who I want. And I knew that that's, I had the, I was capable of becoming that person. Right. And I stayed the course I had to, that doesn't mean that I, you know, I was able to go to school when I wanted to go to school as far as college. Um, that doesn't mean that I was able to get the, the jobs that I always wanted that would pay me what I wanted, but I always carry myself in the manner that eventually 
I'm going to get that. So I would take a class here. I would take a class there. I would take a class here or take a class there. My husband would joke at time to time. He would say, girl, you got more credit. You could be a, a doctor. It's and that, okay. that thing used to bother me because it felt like I was almost like every time you turn around, I was in school, I was in school, but I knew that I wanted to, this, these are the goals that I wanted. And I had a daughter. I had a daughter that I had to be a role model for. I had to show her that it doesn't matter what happens in life. You don't stop. You, you don't stop. You don't let life stop you. You know, a dream may be delayed, but it doesn't mean that it has to be denied. So you always go after your goals. And I did that. And taking a class here and taking a class there, even in my, you know, in my marriage, full time, working full time, four kids and turned out to be five kids. You know, I can look back and say now that, you know, not only did I, you know, when I met my, my husband, I didn't have these things, but I did have ambition and I did have determination. These are the things that I instilled in my daughter because I want her to always be able to stand on her own two feet. But whenever she's dating, she has something to bring to the table outside of just a beautiful face and a beautiful body. Because if it ever comes down to it, if she needs to walk, then baby, she can walk. Yeah, she gonna be okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, that I mean, yeah, that's very important, you know, and that's good advice. That's good advice. But yeah, you got. So let me, and, and I don't mean oh, to cut you off, but let me finish. No, up. Let me tell you, um, me taking a class here, me taking a class there, me working this little job because you know we're military, so we moved a lot. Oh yeah, which is okay, which is okay because it helped me. It helped develop me into professionally and it helped develop me uh, i mean very uh, very much so um personally but me not giving up on my dreams although you know it was they were delayed i can honestly say i can sit back now and i can rest because i have that master's that i always wanted as that little girl right i mm -hmm. am in a great job making great money in a leadership role that I've always, you know, I have my master's degree. I'm in that great job. I'm teaching as well. So all of the goals that I that I set out to um, achieve, even within a relationship, when I was in a relationship, I'm able to rest in it now. It didn't happen overnight, though. And I didn't have all the support throughout the whole time that I really needed all the time. Not just from, you know, because my husband was gone a lot. Oh, yeah. But he had to know that, yes, he was gone. I had to I had to raise the kids, but I didn't give up on my dreams, though, because he was living his life. He was living his dream. He was, you know, a great soldier. I, I feel like, you know, I'm a little biased, Silva, but in my eyes. I, I just don't see a soldier that can touch him. <laughs> and that. I, I he agree. He was a hell of a soldier. Now, you know, it I was. Agree. He was great I agree. I mean, right. we served together, so I know. <laughs> yes. He was a great soldier, but I also felt like I could be great in life, too. So, I, you know, we've always, we had that. We, we started out very young together. We started out very young together, and we had nothing. We had nothing. Well, you know, we didn't have anything when we set out, but I nope. look back at it now. But what we did is we had each other, and we built on that. Right. It wasn't always perfect. Right. Absolutely not. We had our good days and we had our bad days. But because we both knew what we wanted and we ne neither one of us gave up on that, we're okay now.
And that's what I want my daughter, not only just my, my daughter, I want my boys to see that as well. It's not just, I don't want to teach my daughter about a relationship. I also have to teach my boys too, because at the end of the day, they're going to be with somebody's daughter. Right. So they have that's to see, true. they have that's to true. see me in a certain light as well. Not just my daughter seeing me in a certain light, but my boys need to see that as well, because it might, it will determine what type of woman that they settle for. It may determine how they treat their woman. They may, it may determine how they're the expectation that they're going to have out of that woman. So even if they don't, and it's the same thing with my daughter, even if they don't go the route that we have laid out for them, or I have laid out for my daughter or my boys at the end of the day, the foundation is there. They know what right looks like. Right. Wow. That's okay. That's great. That's outstanding. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to instill in them. You got to talk to them. I'm just happy that, that you be having those conversations because there's a lot of kids growing up. They don't ever get to those oh, conversations. Yeah. But, but even if even having those conversations, sometimes I feel like it goes in one ear, not the other. Yeah. The fact that I had that conversation because I look back and I say, I can, I, I, sometimes I say, well, no one told me. No one told me not to do this. No one told me not to say this. No one told me. I didn't have anybody to tell me what right looked like. I had to figure it out on my own. And I didn't want that for my kids. I wanted them to know, hey, this is life. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Now, if they decided to take heed to it, then yeah, that's good. But if they didn't, they can't say they, they weren't shown right. I'm mm -hmm. not perfect, but I at, at least I gave it my all. As far as, especially with my daughter, thank God, you know, I have the, we have four boys and one girl. So it was easier. But then on the flip side of that, it's hard because all she had was me. So she didn't have a sister that she could kind of, you know, bounce things off of from time to time. All she had was, was me. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I understand. That's great advice. But it, it you know, it, it was similar with me. I just, you know, had to talk to my kids because I didn't get all that when they were growing up in the, in the foundation, you know, but I, from, from my perspective, you know, seeing your kids and what they're doing. And I mean, it seemed like everything is, you know, great job. I know they have their own issues and problems, but the one thing I realized is you talk to your kids and you think it's going in and out one year or the other, but they, they hear what you're saying. It's there. Yeah. And then later on, you put it there later on, your words will come to them. And then they're like, oh, you know, because you, you may down the line or you may have already had this happen. They came back to you and said, hey, you know, you, I remember when you told me this, you know, and that helped me through the situation. Yeah. So, I mean, but then but we also have to understand, I guess I think we're moving from relationships to parenting but i will say this, uh, yeah. we'll, we, we'll jump back <laughs> okay. but we yeah, have to okay. also understand as parents that once a, a child when they're young they're on our laps we can control what they do but when they get to the point where they can start making their own decision they move from our laps to our hearts and when they move to your heart that's when the struggle is real because they tug at your heart and there's a lot of things you can't control right you got to let them go you have to let that's where it goes to what you've instilled in them, you have to just have that trust that what I've instilled in them, that's what's going to take them through Other, with, you know, of course, with prayer. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100 percent. So um, but let's kind of steer it back. I mean, I mean, we I mean, we're over an hour now, but and, and we've got a lot of great stuff 
and a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about. But is there anything, you know, as far as dating or anything areas you want to uh, talk about or you want to, you know, get into? No, I mean, honestly, I think we've covered. Yeah. I think we've covered the the strong points, um, the most important points. I mean, I, okay. I just can't stress enough where when it comes to um, I'm, I'm not a relationship expert by far. Like I'm not. And, and I don't um, <laughs> I would never um, try to be. But I will say as a um, as a female, there's things that I've learned over the years that has you know, um, it's been eye opening for me and I am very grateful for all of my disappointments. And I know that may sound a little like, are you serious? But yes, I'm very, I'm very grateful for my disappointments. And the reason why I'm grateful for those disappointments is because it set a stage for me. My disappointments basically let me know what I willing to deal with. And what I'm not going to deal with anymore. So it sets the stage. Like it, it actually puts the ball in your court. It's not that this thing is blindsiding you. You already know. Goes back to those red flags. You know the red flags. What you going to do about it? Right. Right. And that's and that's a powerful, powerful statement right there. It's a powerful yeah. statement. So, but okay, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, we're going to go and put it to the end. I mean, we could keep talking forever. <laughs> And we kind of veered into family, but that's okay, you know. And I think I got everything I wanted out of this. But I'm gonna tell you the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast. And I know you say you're not a relationship expert. I'm not a relationship expert, but I've always seen you as a successful woman. And I know you had your problems, but I've always seen you as successful and a powerful woman. You know, I've always seen you like that. You know, when I would have conversations with Camilla, and he would tell me something, I'd be like, yo, did, does Tot know this? Is, yo, what did Tot say? You know, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, yo, I ain't messing with her. So, <laughs> so that was the, the reasoning of, of getting you on here because I knew you, you're not an expert like me, but I knew you had something to offer and, and you offered a lot of great gems and a lot of good things that I think that single women and women in general, when they listen to this, they can, they can get it and they can grow from it because it was a lot of powerful points and, and it was so many, I can't even go over them right now, but I appreciate you, you know, coming on my podcast um, because, you know, I started this podcast because I just want to help people and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make it grow and just reach as many people as I can. And, you know, my podcast about life, love and, and relationships and and just get people not to make the same mistakes I made, not to go down the road that I went down, you know, and that's why I've only talked on subjects that I have experience in or I know somebody that has experienced that, you know, kind of thing that I want to talk about. But I appreciate you. I, okay. really, I really do. We had a good time. Um, I'm going to just put out, you know, just some information you know, to the listeners, if you if you have any questions, you can leave. You can ask questions through the app, the Anchor app. Um, make sure you like and you you share and you subscribe. And this podcast can be found on Apple, Google, Anchor, all the Spotify, all the major platforms. 
And if you have any questions for me or Todd, you can, you know, leave me, you leave questions at coachsilva at gmail.com. And you can find me on IG at Coach Silva and Twitter on Coach Silva Fox. I appreciate everybody listening. And once again, Todd, I appreciate you coming on. Um, is there anything else? <laughs> no, um, this is outside of my comfort zone. Um, you know that, but yes, I'm, I'm. But you I'm did honored. well. You did great. Oh my God, you did great. <laughs> well, wait I'm honored. You, I'm honored. Yeah, wait till you listen. Think about me. Think you know, about me to actually be on the, the podcast. I wish you, you know, much success um, to the women out there, not just to the women. Um, I mean, we, we, a lot of times we talk about single women. What about single, you know, men, you know, um, same thing. Yeah. I, you know, we've just got to, the red flags are there. It's time out for turning a blind eye and a deaf ear to it. It's what do we want in life? And are we honestly doing, I'm like, are we honestly settling for that or are we going for what we really want when we are honest with ourselves and we're truly honest and we stay true to ourselves then we'll start seeing a change i agree i agree and with that i'm going to go ahead and close it i appreciate you thank you so much and to all the listeners i appreciate you listening